and welcome to the Zenial Dome with me, Essel Sears. And me, Gareth Quinn. This is the show for people born between 1977 and 1985, or to put it another way, those born between the start of the Muppet Show and the start of the Muppet Babies. I don't care about that. I much preferred Sesame Street. Oh really? Oh yes. This is going to be controversial now, but yeah, I don't, I don't really find the Muppets that funny. <laughs> no, oh, I, I'm, I enjoyed it then. I enjoy it now. Oh no! I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very much is, on board with the Muppets. Is this the end for us, Gareth? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I I feel like you just haven't watched the right episodes of the Muppet Show. This is similar to how you get someone into Seinfeld. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll find, I'll find a good one, and then I'll go. Watch this one. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> not even a Christmas Carol. Oh, that's the, my least favourite. What? That's insufferable. <laughs> but it's like, but that's the best version of a Christmas Carol. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, Michael Caine for one. <laughs> I know he's he's technically not a Muppet. <laughs> but, what? <laughs> G- give me the cookie monster just banging on about something for five minutes any day. Yeah, cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't remember why we're here now. <laughs> Today we are welcoming into the Zenial Dome the actor Sean Reese Williams, who you will know from Emmerdale. Yes, she was on Emmerdale for five years, which is a really good stint on a soap. Um, and she plays Genesis Walker. Yes, she did. She's also in Line of Duty... And uh, if you head to BBC iPlayer right now, series one and two of the drama Hidden are available, uh, which she's in. And if you speak Welsh, series three is available already under the name Kreith. So you can watch it in Welsh and uh, know the plot before all your English language friends. So this is 1981's and Emmerdale's Sean Rhys Williams. <laughs> You were born in 1981. Mm-hmm. Got that right? Yeah, yes, good. Uh, so what's that? When British Telecom announced the telegram would be discontinued, oh, uh, a parcel bomb <laughs> addressed the Prime Minister is intercepted at the sorting office and MTV starts broadcasting in the oh, that's, US. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That yeah, is a good on, one. We ended on a cheery I one. Didn't know, uh, I didn't know that. And that is good. That is good. Still, yeah, you're the same age as MTV. Wow. I mean, yeah. it's come a long way. Yeah. Some would say so have I. Um, <laughs> it feels um, like a really nice snapshot, I think, that one, because I was born in 1981 as well, right. and it does feel, it feels like it, it explains quite a lot about who we are, I think. Yeah. M- MTV and parcel bombs were very big at the yeah, time. They were, yeah, certainly, certainly a, a sign of our times. <laughs> so are you familiar, the, the show's called Zenial Dome, mm-hmm. are you familiar with the phrase Zenial? Did you yeah, know Yeah, I you have were? kind of. I have kind of heard it before, and I remember when I did hear it, I remember thinking, oh, I feel seen. That is so true, because I don't really... Like, my sister is nine years older than me, and my brother was four and a half years older than me, and I, I always felt like my references were kind of closer to them than a lot of my friends, weirdly, whose siblings were younger or closer in age. But also, I didn't quite feel on their level... And yet I yeah. certainly don't feel like a millennial. I tut at those. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are technically a millennial. You're the... Um, you're I'm the, the first, am I? You yeah. would be the first year you can be a millennial. Oh, but, can but I just if, not, not be? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'd rather be in this gang because it's way cooler to be like a micro generation, isn't it? Like, I, I was, oh, I'm not you. I'm a micro generation. <laughs> So, so when you see something about millennials in the paper, you're like, no, that's not, that's not. Well, me. yes, unless I'm having a day where I feel really old and then I'm like, yeah, I'm totally a millennial. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm a millennial. <laughs> but I think that's what's, what's nice about being part of a micro generation as well, is you can kind of pick and choose. Yeah. yeah. So whatever's in at the, at the moment yeah. or whatever's giving you um, most sympathy. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's I'll nice to be able to sort of straddle both, isn't it, really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> so were you the sort of family um, who embraced what the 80s and 90s had to offer? Were, were you yeah. on the cutting well, I, edge? I feel like we were definitely because like the 80s and the 90s feel so like vibrant and colorful in my memory 
my brother and my sister were very much kind of into like the music and the pop culture of the time therefore so I sort of like young little baby me was kind of like grabbing onto their kind of coattails um but yeah I think so I feel like we were we we I remember we borrowed a video player from my dad's work really really early on in the 80s because I was young we still lived in Swansea and we left there when I was like five and there was like this big fanfare for this thing coming into the house this massive video player the size of like I don't know like a breeze block coming into the house and we had two videos and we watched them on a loop I think we had it for about a month and I just watched the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe cartoon on a loop and a public service video about um, accidents on the road called called Damwine Ar Park Road which for non-Welsh speakers is accident on park road and it was just these two boys shouting at each other across the street and one of them runs across the street and very sadly gets knocked over and it was about four minutes long and we watched it daily we were like should we should we put on damn wine out of park road so we would watch and we would reenact it a lot because there was just two noises in the whole thing there was the, the boy on the on the climbing frame would shout Oi! And the other boy would shout, Oi! And it was those tones. And me and my brother would play Damn Wine Out of Park Road. I don't even know why we had it. Like, why did that come into the house? Uh, Because those things... I mean, the public information film, I think, might be... A very zenial thing. I think we caught the end of those days of the public information film. I don't know if you remember... Did you grow up in a rural community? Yes. Because we were forced to watch at school a public service video about something called high datted, which is a farmer's disease. So farmers catch high datted from sheep manure. It's like it's a parasite that gets into your brain. And it's like a long tapeworm type this thing. This sounds so familiar. And we used so to sit down, like, it was like every year, annual high datted video <laughs> watching would happen. And all the boys who were farmers would be sitting there like, you know, they were like nine years old, like nodding sagely at high datted. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to get high datted. I've never stepped foot on a farm, but I'm definitely going to get high datted terrifying things weren't they the public service videos yes. i love this idea though that that video of that accident on on, on park road is what got you into acting yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe i can see them both so clearly and of course they were wearing shell suits these two boys yeah. but yeah we used to watch it all the time so weird that those public information <laughs> films i the idea of watching one again and again, I cannot identify with this yeah. track. Because when there was one, it used to come on. And when I was a kid, I remember I'd have to leave the room. That was oh, yeah. one which was, it was basically don't play in a power station. Right. And it was Because uh, well, why, why would, you, why would yeah. you ever know not to? <laughs> but um, yeah, they'd climb into a power station and then, or don't play, and then don't play on a building site. Yeah. Both of those yeah. I had to just. And of course, the most famous one, guys. The girl with the sparkler injury on her hand. <gasps> yes. Oh, yeah, which that's horrible. terrified mm. me when I was small. Because yeah. she was like this tiny little thing and they shot her from above to make her look even more like sad. And she had this massive bandage on her hand. Like mm. and it used to like terrify me so much. No, because I was just gonna say how how triggering those videos are and how mm. ingrained in you they were. Because even if you didn't watch them daily like you did I think they, they did have a massive impression on you because yeah like Arthur was saying about the power station if I ever walk past like a, an electric station where there's, it's like mm. gated off I immediately yeah. get palpitations and with yeah. my kids you know fireworks night I love fireworks night yeah but my kids if we do sparklers in the garden as soon as the sparklers gone out it's like right check it on the floor just check it yeah. just check it on the floor yes terrifying it worked though didn't it it worked it, it do work. um, yeah. I'm looking over at my dvd shelf because this this is going to say a lot about me. Um, I've got two DVDs of public information films from the seventies, eighties, and nineties. What are they? Um, 
Uh, well, the, so the, the box set is called Charlie Says, and across okay. the set there's about 250. Uh-huh. But I know there are some Welsh language ones on there. Well, yeah, I, I mean, we, we've got questions now to find out if you if you really are a Zenial, but oh, I God. feel like that that couldn't be. <laughs> to reenact public information films I've feels passed, like that's done. Okay, but uh, we should we should at least make an effort. Okay, um, <laughs> okay. I'm nervous. I'm very competitive. Okay, um, so as a teenager, did you wear a lot of velvet? Oh, God, of course I did. I had like a velvet corset, but without any boning in it. You know, one of those that looks like a corset, but isn't. Um, I had a mauve, re- like an old from probably like, it might have been my mum's, a mauve velvet jacket. Um, yes, I know. Nice. I'd probably wear that now, though, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, uh, velvet's back in my life. I've got velvet sofa, I've got velvet trousers. But yeah, of course I wore velvet. Come on. Yeah. Do you know what? I hadn't even considered that, 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 that velvet is such a big part of your life. Mm. Because I have a velvet sofa as well. Mm. <laughs> I think loads of people do now, though, don't they? It's a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I think, you know, I th- again, it's something quite triggering because yeah. similarly, we, and I'd completely forgotten about velvet jackets and I, mm. the same. My mum gave me one of her old ones. It was like a really nice, deep, navy blue one. Mm-hmm. And I thought I looked so cool in it. So I bet you cool. did. I'm sure oh, you yeah, did. Yes, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you, did you have a pager for emergencies? Did I have a... Very briefly I did, and then I went on to a purple Motorola. Uh, Ericsson. Right. Ericsson. Oh, uh, okay. Um, really briefly. I had a friend who was like this, like this guy who was at a different school and that makes him mysterious of course and he he was the only person I knew who had a pager and I used to have to page him like he was on ER or something to like get hold of him um so yeah the pager kind of just uh, just skimmed us in Brecon I think what was what was the system like you have to ring and leave a Mm. message right and then that message would be sent to the pager, yeah. is that right? I'm really intrigued by this because I know one person who had a pager mm. uh, when I was a kid, and I just I thought it was odd then. I think it's odd now. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I, I need to phone my. I need to leave a pager message with you. So I phone what the operator? Like it's yeah. 1926. What am I yeah. doing? So the, and there's a person there. I I think so. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I guess I, so. I, I think maybe it it changed after a while that you could. I think they could transcribe it um, digitally right. after a while. But I think the the early versions. I think there was a person. Yeah, yeah. I'd leave a message. <laughs> so <laughs> plugging you in, way. <laughs> plugging you into that wall of sockets well, exactly. that they have. Yeah, it does sound like something from the first series of The Crown. <laughs> <laughs> like it's. <laughs> And I imagine if you had a pager, you'll have this. Did you have a Hotmail.com email address? I've still got a Hotmail.com email address uh, that yes. I use for things that I don't want to have to look at the junk that I get for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But also my Amazon yeah. is still linked to my Hotmail.com. Yeah. And it had like, you know, a zany name. Yeah. And then when, <laughs> yeah. I, when I left drama school and got an agent, I felt so embarrassed by it that I then got a <laughs> Yahoo, which is what I use now when people laugh at me. <laughs> I don't think, I don't see the problem. Also, like, why are you laughing at an email address? Like, it, w- like, why does that matter to you in your life, what my email address is? I don't get it. There's nothing wrong with Yahoo. I get my emails. The next question is, um, is purely because of Gareth's obsession with it. Okay. Did, <laughs> did you see anything at the London Olympics? 2012? Yes. Mm. I went to the Paralympic Games. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And I saw yeah. Oster, Oscar Pistorius win his race, which is not Did so you? cool. But yeah, at the time, it was very cool. It was the first year that it felt like the Paralympics had really kind of been elevated yeah. Yeah. to the status it deserves. Yeah, it was um, wicked. It was really, Because really of good. that advert on Channel 4, wasn't it? They had that really cool advert. Yeah, because they, they did... They showed it all on Channel 4, didn't they? And they really, yeah. like, really backed it and made it a massive event. It was brilliant. Yeah. It's great. Have I passed that question or am I, yeah, like, semi-passed the you question? Uh, were you there for any of the politicians getting booed? Because <laughs> no. that was the thing that I remember oh, about the Paralympics. Actually, maybe I was. I, I, I I've think got a terrible memory for things like this. My friends that I went with have got incredible memories, but I just wipe things so quickly that maybe I was, maybe I was. Not sure. 
Is that like, was that like the highlight for you, was it? It wasn't the, the highlight. It wasn't the highlight, but um, George, I wasn't there the night George Osborne got booed. That oh, was yeah. the, that was the thing that went absolutely uh, yeah. Uh, sort of that shot around, didn't it? And then there yes. were a few things like that. Um, but yes, when you said you were there, I was trying to I was trying to remember which nights which. It was a good year that out. wasn't it? I was thinking about 2012 not long ago and thinking that was like when things were like good, and that was like mm. the last time things were good. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking oh, that is that like gosh. next year it'll be ten years, no, and I think no, it won't. Wow! And I think the BBC no. need to just repeat the opening ceremony and let everyone have a little think. Yeah, I think that would be. I think that's. I think that's what we should do. Yes, we should. We should, should do the work. opening ceremony. I think it could work. And then yeah. just turn TV off for an hour. Oh god! And we all have a think. And then we'll get back to like the Queen stuff. did acting. Do you remember? She did acting. Yes. And she was actually all right. <laughs> she did acting. How strange. Oh, like she was so into like, you know, everything being fine back then that she was like, yeah, I'll do some acting. Why not? <laughs> and then I'll let you pretend that I've parachuted into like... Not, not unrelated. Go on. Do you remember where you were when Diana died? Sticking with the yes, royal Yes, I was staying at my friend Charlotte's house. Hi, Charlotte. And <laughs> I was in bed because I was 16. And, of course, I was asleep at whatever time it was, mid-morning. And she came in and she said, uh, Diana's dead. And I went, oh. And then I went back to sleep because I was 16. <laughs> but I've got a really good story that I'm going to steal from my friend about the day that Diana died. So my friend Letty lives on small holding, still does, outside of Brecon. And they had lots of horses. And Letty's personal pony, that sounds posh, but she, <laughs> Letty's own pony was called Lady Di, right? Oh and her dad comes in and says... Lady Di's died because her dad calls it, you know, that generation, she was Lady Di, wasn't she? And Letty just started, like, crying, like, madly, like, weeping. And they were all, like, for a while, like, oh, God, I know, she was great, wasn't she? And then they realised that she thought the horse had died. She does, like, she does, like, love Diana and the royal family, funnily enough, but I think it was the, the horse that she was upset about. I think if you've got a horse <laughs> called Lady Di, you, you you think about that before you break that news. Surely, yeah. no, surely. no. If you knew her, if you knew her parents, you'd be like, of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. Didn't have even <laughs> enter. So his funny. And you can yeah. imagine then that actually hearing that the actual Lady Diana had died after he, was thinking a your pony died. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, <laughs> to, to say, I think there was a moment of relief for her in in that. In. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's good, isn't it? (laughs) And did you think that Centre Parks was like the height of sophistication? I've got, I'm sore about Centre Parks because I begged and I begged and I begged. Because we we were caravanners, of course, Welsh language, family, caravan. Still, my parents are in the caravan right now as we speak. Um, Begged, 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 begged. Never happened. And then I went to Centre Parks on a Hindu, which, by mm. the way, is an excellent place for a Hindu. Um, <laughs> when I was like 20, I don't know, like maybe even in my 30s, for the first time I went to Centre Parks and it was like I'd arrived. It was like, I'd, it was like Mecca oh, because wow. I, I'd wanted to go my entire life. And still to, the, to this day, I would go. I went for a romantic weekend with an ex-boyfriend to Centre Parks. Did you? <laughs> There's a new centre parks with like a trendy hotel and a really nice spa. And uh-huh. we went for the weekend and it was really great. <laughs> we had Cafe Rouge romance. Ooh. We went to the <laughs> We went to the lock to the flumes. Fun. Yeah. We did archery, new experience. Yeah. What more do you want from a romantic weekend? <laughs> it had everything. Yeah. We broke up shortly after. Oh, but, no. You know, oh. I think so. Oh. But it certainly wasn't because of Centre Parks. That, amount, that, that was the glue that held us together for a couple of months longer than we probably should have been. I'm glad you said that, because I think we're going to just like throw in a bid for sponsorship from them. Mm. So uh, if we can, do you if know we can what? keep this, if we can keep this I going. Would go, I would go to Centre Parks tomorrow if somebody asked me. I loved wow. it. I love it. Amazing. It's great. 
There was, it was a divide. The people who went to centre parks and the people who didn't. The people who went abroad on holiday, the people who didn't. The people yeah. who were allowed to take a week off school to go on oh. holiday were even like oh. higher up, weren't they? Like mm-hmm. doctors' kids. They'd yeah. go on, they'd, they'd have a week off school and go to like Spain. And you'd be like, I'm going to Devon for the seventh year in a row in the caravan it's going to rain. But I loved it. Loved it. I love that that's what the class system was in the 80s. Did you get a week off school? Your parents must be loaded. Yeah. But actually, they were probably trying to save money, right? When you actually think about it, yeah. Well, that became a bit of a scandal, didn't it? Of like, should Mm, you be allowed to They don't do that now, do they? They're not allowed now. Stinks. It stinks. (laughs) So you appeared in Emmerdale... As Genesis Walker from 2008 to 2013. Yeah. Um, so, how big were soaps when you were growing up? Was this was this a big deal to be in a soap? Uh, I was an EastEnders fan, and yeah. was even when I went into Emmerdale. Actually, I don't watch mm. it anymore. But for me, it was the Australian soaps, of course. Oh right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can take this. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> EastEnders, um, I know, but... But, yeah, uh, yeah. no, well, yeah, of course, you know, they, they, are, they are a big thing, aren't they? They're still a big mm. thing. Like, um, there's a massive community of people who watch them. Mm. I didn't watch Emmerdale, and the main reason I didn't watch Emmerdale was because when the Emmerdale theme tune came on, I knew that it was almost bedtime, and I used to get furious. Uh. So Emmerdale was like a bit... Emmerdale music was a bit of a trigger for me. Emmerdale music and <laughs> Antiques Roadshow music on a Sunday. It was like, don't want to hear it. I'm leaving the room. You can't find me. I'm not going to bed. So, yeah, of course it was a... Yeah, it was a kind of... It's it's an iconic show, isn't it? People have watched it since it... Yeah. What was it? Yeah. I think it started in like 1972 or something. Well, because my, um, my parents used to watch Emmerdale and mm. when they used to watch it, it was called Emmerdale Farm. Yeah. So so that's the thing. So initially it was very much agriculturally based. Yeah. Um, and it felt like quite a grown-up programme yeah. because of I had a boyfriend that. at uni who watched it reg- like religiously and I kind of watched it with him for a bit and then fell out of it, fell out mm. of watching it. And then seven years later I was in it, which is kind of weird. <laughs> It was never part of the plan to, like, mm. you know, be in an inner soap. And certainly, I never thought I would stay for five years, but... That's a good I, stint for a soap. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I learned loads. And, you know, I've said it before, and I'm sure nobody that I've worked with there would mind me saying that when I started, I was quite snobby about it, because people are, mm. yeah. for about 15 minutes. And then as soon... No, really, like, as soon as I got on set, I was like oh, this is actually really difficult. And mm. to be good in something like this, you have to be mm. really, really good. Yeah. And some of the best actors I've ever worked with are on that job. And because it's hard work and you have mm. to really, like, buckle down to yeah. kind of... It's a, it's just a machine. Yeah, I'd have always thought that the the sort of... the demand and turning you must be really have to be on your game yeah all the time to be, yeah because it's to like they it. film like six episodes in a week or something mm. crazy like that it's a week's worth of filming for a week's worth of tv which yeah. <clears throat> is crazy like that's mm. crazy it's such a quick yeah. turnaround um yeah. but i had loads of fun like it was great fun mm. um but yeah it was of course kind of going oh my god i'm in a program that i actively despised <laughs> I was small because it meant I had to go to bed. Um, but I, but of course, it now has a huge place in my heart. Of course, yeah. can you watch it now? Like when I you don't it watch on, it now, it? but I would watch. I would watch it if, if I, yeah. Sometimes I whack it on if I want to see some of my mates. Um, or is it like I driving past your old school? You're like a little bit, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but to go back to the to go back to the Australian soaps, then so yeah. So I I have this idea in my head that maybe like the British soaps at the time were were maybe more for your parents, whereas maybe like Home and Away and Neighbours were more for kind of our so generation, for us, weren't they? Yeah, because they were a bit you know people in bikinis and mm-hmm. <laughs> and just you know and and a lot of school kids as well. It, it yes. was a lot based around the high school. Yeah, it was a younger cast, wasn't it? Yeah, I loved Neighbours and well into my uni years I was watching twice a day like if you got the omnibus and if you got the lunchtime and the repeat in to me that was a successful day like that was like I've nailed today tick 
I've watched <laughs> Neighbours twice. And yeah. my best mate and I, Catherine, who's still my best mate now, my best mate from school, we would skive on a Wednesday afternoon, games, of course, we wouldn't go to games, and we would go back to her house, my parents don't know this story, and we would watch <laughs> Neighbours, and yeah. then we would have some Dolmio pasta stirring sauce, and we would watch The Tweenies. <laughs> then we would have a nap on, the so- on, on sofas, and then we would watch neighbors again and then i'd go home and also catherine bought i don't know if you remember but obviously they had some sort of like licensing problem with their music Mm. so they had to compose their own not only incidental background music but they would compose their own pop songs to play in the background right catherine bought the cd of the (laughs) incident exists she still owns it of the incidental music from neighbors and I was with her the day it arrived. She ran down the stairs and we played it all day. Like, ironically, but also not. Yeah. And we were music geeks. So we were doing A-level music and we would go to... Not This is not a lie. We would go to the music rooms at lunchtime and we would do cocktail lounge arrangements on the piano <laughs> of the songs from... The neighbours' incidental music. I still know, like, the words to most of them. I know which ones were used for, like, when Harold had a problem. I know which ones were used when Lou was trying to double-cross someone. I know what was used when Drew was horrendously killed and nobody oh, knew it was going to happen. Don't. I'm, I'm not even over that. I mean... Because... No, because these days you get some spoilers. You you no, you nothing. hear about it on the grapevine, but we didn't know that that was going to happen. And the same happened when Roy died in Eastenders. Nobody knew that was going to happen. Yes, it was, tra- it was traumatic. But Drew dying on Neighbours was one of the worst things that's ever happened on TV. Because he and Libby were so in love, and I just and people used got... to tell me I looked like Libby all the time. You so do I was even look like Libby. Oh, I, you I do. Think no, she's very beautiful. <laughs> you do actually. Like, yeah, you really I'd do. be like, I'd be like, well. The love of my life and Libby's <laughs> life has died. <laughs> Although I wasn't really a Drew person. Who did I like? Darren Stark, the nasty oh, bad boy. bad boy, yeah. <clears throat> and um, and uh, Stonefish. <laughs> yes. Who they have yeah. since recast, apparently, and I'm not happy about that. That's no. wrong. <laughs> no. When you grow up with characters and yeah. they become such a big part of your life, you can't just fob people off with just hiring a new actor. It's no. like, it's, no. you know. No. It, it it's like someone's done anymore. that to your family. It's like yeah. they've taken your mum away and, and they've replaced awful. her with just a random woman. Yeah, you're so right. It's not cool. <laughs> it is not okay. But you know. So 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 neighbours over home and away then. That was I, neighbors I, was I would the... watch them both, but the the one that had the place in my heart was one hundred percent neighbours because it's an inf- it's a superior program. It was mm. superior. It had com- it didn't take itself too seriously. Whereas yeah. I think Home and Away was a little bit more serious. Um, yeah. It didn't have the funny characters that they had on. There was no Harold, was there? No. Well, there, there was, was no... Alf, wasn't there? But Alf was always but he quite wasn't funny. He's he was quite no, angry all the time. Yeah. Like this yeah. angry ball of ginger fury. <laughs> like, it's like, ah, oh, you're flying galah, like constantly, like yeah, and and all of those like Australian like terms like flaming galah would come into our like we'd use <laughs> yes. them. Would you use them? You drongo. Drongo is what I like using. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dag, you dag. Which is apparently a piece of poo that hangs off the back of a sheep. A dag. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Oh, Oh, Not good, is it? (laughs) (laughs) But that's really funny because my... um, I think because Home and Away was trying to be a bit more serious, I think my mum thought it was a bit more adult than Neighbours. Yes, you weren't so allowed I to watch it, were you? No, I wasn't allowed to watch Home I and Away. I remember um, when Neighbours started, there was like a period of about three weeks when nobody had started watching it because mums and dads were vetting it. Yes. Just checking to see <laughs> yes. if it was okay. Because yeah. it's from Australia. Yeah. So who knows? Uh-huh. And Unknown for, quantity. For like a tea time show as well, it did deal with quite a few adult um, storylines. So what my mum would do was, she because she was a fan as well at the time, and she would record the lunchtime one mm-hmm. and censor it... And then I could watch that wow. at tea time. Yeah. So so now and again, like the one I really remember is when Todd and Phoebe were going to have sex together for the first oh time. I bet you and in the to watch middle that. of that episode, she just recorded over it with the news or something. <laughs> 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 and I mean, obviously. 
Honestly, it was neighbours. It was just never going to be anything explicit. And also, at the time, stuff like that just went over my head. Do you, Do know you what I mean? remember the fury you would feel when somebody taped over something that you taped? Yes. Oh. And like you'd written, <laughs> "Do not tape over." So why? Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, I had a real massive obsession to the point, like a crush to the point of obsession with David Wicks from EastEnders, right? Played by Michael French. I was obsessed with him, and I recorded his final episode and I would right. watch it all the time and I wrote David Wick's exit do not take over <laughs> I mean I was too old for that right by that <laughs> point but there we go I'm the baby of the family it's fine and it, somebody recorded it, it must have been my mum recorded like a, five minutes of the news in the middle of it it wasn't even like a whole episode it was like five and I was like and it's still like mm. it's still it's yeah. still bugs me that that happened but yeah it used to drive me it used to fill me with such anger when my pet oh and it would always be your mum wouldn't it bless her that would accidentally tape over your tape that said yeah. do not tape over on the spine yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just the fact that it was possible to accidentally tape mm. something as well because these days you couldn't do that because yeah. if you want to delete something off series link it asks you again before it happens and then also even if you have deleted it it's still on catch-up anyway so it doesn't really matter but yeah to and, uh, yeah and i think parents were quite bad at accidentally it's gone forever, it's gone forever. Yeah. my my episode of david wicks leaving nothing it wasn't oh. even a particularly exciting exit as soaps go but i loved i loved him like i'd think about him <laughs> in the daytime at school i'd be like wonder what david wicks is doing now <laughs> That would have been my EastEnders watching period, and I can't yeah. remember. Oh, it's golden, golden era. Tiffany and Grant and all of that. Yeah, brilliant. That's, that's when. Uh, brilliant. That's when I, that's, it's mm. the only soap I've got into with any kind of regularity. But yeah. I and the um, uh, Joe Wicks storyline, where Joe Wicks had schizophrenia, yeah. was unbelievable. The way it was and done. he was, it was wonderful brilliant. in it. Yeah. yeah. Paul Nichols. Oh, the heartthrob yeah. of our yeah. generation, oh, right? Yeah. He, he was, oh, my yeah. God. He was, he was brilliant in it, in a really important storyline. Yeah. And also managed to be hot throughout. Yes. Which throughout. is tick, 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 isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the triple crown. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Because imagine, because we, we kind of grew up. Because what was the programme he was on? Um, on The, the Biz. The Biz, that was it. But yeah. he was also in something before The Biz that only niche people remember, and it was called something like Flatlands or something. And it was like <laughs> this sci-fi thing on Children's BBC, and he was in it. He played like a ghost or something. And me oh. and my friend Charlotte, who I mentioned earlier in the Lady Die saga, um, <laughs> we were obsessed with him. And then The Biz started, and yeah. everyone beca- became obsessed with Paul Nichols, and we were like, we saw him first, and we really yeah. did. Oh, he was... I remember him just appearing in our lives and everybody just going, yeah. who is <laughs> that? <laughs> yes, definitely. And I think because he was on the biz and you, so you'd get to see him once a week, yeah. you know, over quite a short series. So when he joined EastEnders, it was like, oh my God, every yeah. night, nearly. Every night in, <laughs> every that gre- night in that green cardigan with his greasy hair. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, lovely, wasn't he? Wasn't he just when I, the best? When I was working in London, um, I, I used to work not far from Selfridges and... Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to walk past Selfridges a lot and um, one lunchtime I was walking past and who was coming towards me was Paul Nichols. <gasps> and like by this point, he wasn't in EastEnders anymore. You know, I was like 23, 24 and I had heart palpitations. Yeah, not surprised. <laughs> I really did. He was like the one, wasn't he? Mm, For yeah. a good five years, he was the one. Yes, definitely. Paul Nichols. <laughs> um, so go on. Sorry, Gareth. Off, off the soaps. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to ask was, of the soaps, rank them. <laughs> what, now or then? Because uh, I can't really this. answer for now. Yeah, Yeah. Then, okay. Then, then. then. Neighbours. Number one. EastEnders. Yeah. Home and Away. I, I'm so sorry to say this, but because of the way that I felt about it back then, <laughs> Coronation Street, Emmerdale, and Hollyoaks wasn't really a thing in my life, yeah. so that doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. I feel awful for saying that. <laughs> now, now, of course that wouldn't be the case, but back then, no chance was I ever watching that. It's it's so funny, though, that that was the one that, that had the, the biggest 
negative reaction on you and that's the and, and I was in it for five years <laughs> oh well so you you did have quite a time of it on Emmerdale I'm gonna list okay all the stuff that happened to you hang Go on a on. second be with me so oh God. you were knocked off your motorbike while on your way to meet your biological father mm-hmm. you steal someone's client and burn down their factory you yes. run over and kill a sheep yes. you're arrested for stealing the vet's drugs you get a job as a machinist at the new factory that was built after you burnt down the old one mm-hmm. you join a church choir you have an affair with a man whose wife is in prison then you start seeing his son the wife of the guy you had an affair with slaps you for cheating on him with him <laughs> then after a complicated line of dating and suitors you find out that you're 18 weeks pregnant you give birth at a wedding your mother is diagnosed with a brain tumor and she suffers a seizure at your wedding mm. you record some admit- someone admitting that they've killed someone else but they see you and a car chase ensues you lose control of the car and it plunges down a steep ravine you survive and the murderer pulls you out of the wreckage but he suffocates you in order to keep his secret yeah that is like the perfect soap character and she was quite quiet and (laughs) sedate in comparison to others i don't remember burning down the factory but it apparently i did to be fair that was like number two on a list of about 20 things. That was early doors. Yeah, no, I don't remember that at all. All of those like arresty type things were in the first like six months when they were trying to figure out the character and that kind of all went away eventually. Is she the woman who gets arrested? They were just throwing things at the character to see what would stick and the arresting and the arson didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It was an eventful old time. And I think it's important for a soap character to have that kind of longevity in people's minds and the nostalgia element. I think they have to die. I think they have to die to, to get that. Well, when I said I wanted to leave, they were like, we, if you leave, we'll kill you. Which is the only employee room of employment where anybody could get away with saying something like that, right? Unless you're in the mafia. Um, and I said, okay. And, I, and so I was like, okay, I... I'm gonna, I'm still gonna go, and and I didn't change my mind even with that horrible threat. Mm. And actually, I'm really glad in many ways. I mean, there are so many ways that I'd love to go back because we had a great, I had such a great time there. Mm. But in many ways, I'm so glad. And my character apparently has a memorial playground named <gasps> after her, which no. is pretty cool for five years, I think. Yeah, so, right. Like you know, some people are there for like twenty, thirty years, and I think for five years. To get a memorial playground, I'm quite, I'm quite pleased with that. We should talk about your item that you are bringing okay. into the Zenial Dome. Yes. So the idea is, is that we are creating a collection of things that represent mm-hmm. or define the Zenial experience. What would you like to put in the Zenial Dome? I would like to put in the Zenial Dome a miniature hang-on-the-back-of-your-door basketball hoop, please. This is a great choice. This is a really great. And there's a specific reason why I want to put that in. Do either of you ever remember on The Cosby Show, which was massive, of course, in that period, Theo Huxtable and his friends used to play a game called Tackle Hoops. Yes. Tackle Hoops was a combination of basketball and wrestling. And I think that's all you need to know about Tackle Hoops and how it's the best game that's ever been invented. And me and my brother, on as well as WWF Wrestling Daily, would play Tackle Hoops on the mattress in my bedroom for hours on end. And that is the reason that Tackle Hoops has got to go in there, basically, because it was wonderful. So explain it for people who might not be familiar with it. So would you wrestle... And then someone yeah, would so have to try like, and shoot a hoop. Yeah, so you have the ball. From what I remember, anyway, this is what would happen. So you'd have the ball, and you would try and get it away from the other person, hence the wrestling element of the game. And the aim, therefore, was to get the ball into the hoop. But I think you weren't allowed to come off the bed. And I think right. if your foot came off the bed, you lost a point. Or, you know, there would have been those types of rules that maybe we made up. Because I can't imagine that on a sitcom... 
they would go into the trouble, go to the trouble of explaining the rules of tackle hoops, <laughs> unless they did a special episode. Which you might have done. Um, so you know, you had you couldn't you couldn't put your foot off, off the bed, and if you did, then you lost a point or whatever. But the main aim of the game was wrestle the ball away from your opponent opponent and get it into the hoop that is on the yeah. door away from your bed. Uh- how much stuff did you break doing this? Oh, uh, uh, probably almost a couple of noses for sure. Yeah. I don't think we ever actually did. But yeah, we would play that for hours. And like, we'd just shout tackle hoops at each other all the time. And it was just like, we would spend months and days and weeks playing tackle hoops. And like, just the name is just so like yeah. late 80s, isn't it? And it's so American. We were like so in on it because it was like, that feels extremely American. Let's play yeah. tackle hoops. Yeah. Yeah, because you was... would have stuff like that in most teen programmes. You yeah. would have a basketball hoop in some form or yeah. another. And it was always quite a, a, an important part of... Um, developing relationships and showing um, tension or yes. you know or, or when well, the parents sports were, film sports well, yeah. films were so big weren't they back then yeah exactly Kid and all of that stuff so yeah, yeah. if to me that is really like quintessentially the late 80s kind of <laughs> basketball hoops coca-cola anything american right and yeah. it just felt yeah. so yeah. american that we just we just had to play it all the time. i think I feel like this should be a really immersive part of the dome. So when we put the hoop in, like people should be allowed to play that game yeah. as well. It's not you're not just what you know. You're not just observing the hoop. Yeah. you have to play tackle hoop. I mean, it's an extremely dangerous sport when you think about it. <laughs> there was a lot of strangling going on, and obviously my brother was bigger than me, so I'm sure I never won a game of tackle hoops. And also, he was such a shyster in like he would always find a way to get one over on me in any single possible way that he could um he even once recorded the grand national and told me we were going to bet on it and he'd watched it and we watched and it was basically the highlights that we were watching and i put all my pocket money on a horse and he'd watched it and he knew who'd won and he didn't give it back when he was busted so what, what, was there other um, American-influenced objet d'art in the house? It couldn't just uh, be the basketball hoop. Yeah, there must have been, mustn't there? Um, well, what would... Oh, soda stream. Oh, a soda stream. Soda um, well, my brother had a soda stream. I would beg for a Mr Frosty and I was never allowed one, but my brother right. got a soda stream. Let's just leave that there because... <laughs> <laughs> so he had a soda stream and then we would, I would steal his soda sometimes and sometimes he would be kind and let me have one um he also um he was massively into skateboarding probably would you'd say that was kind of like an american thing and he graffitied his entire bedroom oh and was allowed to do that (laughs) (gasps) Um, with like spray mm, so he had a friend who was like really good at like um he was really good at art and they sprayed his entire bedroom. It was cool, actually. It looked good. Oh, I really was desperate for a Teddy Ruxpin, which was definitely incredibly American. But I, mm. they was, I would imagine they were insanely expensive. Therefore, I never got a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> I'd forgotten about Teddy Ruxpin. Mm. I remember that there was a year when he was the most, like... I don't remember anyone ever having one. Well, I though. remember the cartoon. Yeah, I remember the cartoon in the mornings. It was a sp- but- it was a talking bear, which looked like that that uh, rude film. Is it Ted? Yes, the film that came yes. out about what ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. Ba- he must have been based on Teddy Ruxpin mm, because Teddy yes. Ruxpin looked exactly like that, but kind. Yeah. Is there a trend that you regret embracing at all? Is there anything you look back on in like the late eighties, early nineties, where you think, oh god? Uh, the 90s, probably, because I would have been a teenager by then. Mm. Um, I would say the plucking of the eyebrow. It's still ruined my life. Oh, God. Like, they've never grown back. <laughs> and my friends, I've got friends who've, like, grown their eyebrows back in lockdown because they've literally left them alone. <laughs> but I can't do that because my eyebrows don't grow very nicely anyway. They're patchy and awful. But, it, I mean, I would literally... You must have done the same. I would literally pluck them to one line of hair mm, and yeah. think that that was the height of sophistication. Yeah. And it's and that 
I, I regret that daily because I look mm. in the mirror every day and I see the destruction that that caused <laughs> to my face to the point where I had to pay 500 pounds to get them microbladed. <laughs> and that changed my life because suddenly I had confidence again because of stupid young me. They look great. Well, they don't. It's, the thing. <laughs> it's not real it's an illusion well yeah because I, I don't know if yeah because so, maybe gareth didn't, this didn't really affect your life that much no, but it's no. um gareth like, I, oh. eyebrows seriously eyebrows can ruin your life oh. like seriously and i remember in school because my it's really weird because my hair even though people think i'm blonde i'm actually quite a dark brown yeah but my um, my eyebrows are really fair, so you can't okay. really see them. And I remember a boy in school, Luke Fletcher, he used to make fun of them all the time. <laughs> like, why, why do you not have any eyebrows? Where's your eyebrows? Oh, he, fancied like, you. he fancied you. He fancied you. Yeah. Luke Fletcher, <laughs> if you're out there, we know your secret. <laughs> but it was like, but I still felt the need to pluck it because it was like, it was the thing to do. Yeah. You had to pluck them. So I, I used you to pluck them, them. And then you penciled them back in. Like, what? <laughs> What was that about? I'm just glad that I never went fully for, like, nothing because I think I'd be in a lot of trouble now. Yeah. It's, it's really, like, it that. I, I curse the 90s for that specific thing. <laughs> Everything yeah. else, I loved that decade. It was wonderful. And nothing, mm. not very much bad stuff was happening in our immediate world, which was great. But yeah. apart from the eyebrow plucking that has <laughs> since yeah. blighted me every day. I know, because it's like, because Gen Z now seem to be um, really... Fluffy, fo- big. Yeah, and they, they really look back on the 90s and they think the 90s were really cool. And you're just it's like... retro now. Mate. <laughs> yeah, it's you have retro. no idea what we went through. They call it retro. Yeah, they do. I mean, that's so depressing. I know. And I, know. And I, I was listening to the radio not long ago and there was a Golden Oldies um, programme on and they played Hearsay. <laughs> I mean... Say on a golden oldies program oh on the radio. What is that? But that is now twenty years old. Twenty. No, it was like it was like six years ago or something. I think. Yeah. If you just check your calendar, I think you'll yeah, find I'll them right. <laughs> oh, that is depressing. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so, is there anything from that era then that you would like to pass on to like the younger generation? Ooh. Is it something you think actually, like, even thinking about if you're straddling, like, the analogue and digital era, yeah. you know, whether there was anything... Damn, why not Park Road? <laughs> oh, that's a great choice. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah, well, well, you know, it's important, and they don't yeah. see these things as often anymore. Or maybe, yeah, maybe we come full circle, and maybe it's the public service video that we should bring back, because I learnt a lot. I yeah. learnt about high dated I learned about don't hold sparklers which I still am loath to do these days mm-hmm. and about shouting at your mate across the street like don't do it because bad yeah. things happen basically it's it's, it's just about like being a good human and yeah. I think that the public service videos did a really great job of that to the point where I would watch it every day so also, I, I feel like the last year we've had it's been the sort of dream time for the public service information film. Like, I would like a Kenny Everett voiced video about why you should wear a mask. I would like Super Ted to explain two metres distancing. <laughs> so what we thought we'd do is to sum up um, we've got some either-or questions. Now, the point okay. of these is you're not meant to think. We okay. want gut, gut reactions Excellent. as to which one you go for, okay? Great, So yes. um, let's give this a go. Neighbours or home and away? Neighbours. Pick up a penguin or join our club? Join our club. The Carling Black Label song or the Shake and Vac song? Shake and Vac. Manix or Phonics? Manix. Oh, easy. <laughs> Pepsi Max <laughs> or Tab Clear? Oh, I did like Tab Clear. Yeah, Tab Clear. <laughs> it was space-aged, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> How have they done this? <laughs> Hearsay or Liberty X? Oh, that's a tricky one, but I think Liberty X. Pedal pushers or combat trousers? Oh, can I have both? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go combat because I probably was in them for longer than I right. was a pedal pusher. Yeah. 
And Wella Colour Mousse or Wella Shaders and Toners. <gasps> Colour Mousse. Because again, how did they do this? <laughs> Science. Oh, now oh. I want to go and put mahogany in my hair. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. You, yeah. you are definitely a Zenial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So absolutely. Um, how can people find out what you're up to next? I am filming the final series of Hidden slash Cryth currently, which should come out in at the end of the year. So Fantastic. that's what I'm doing right now. Apart from Lovely. that, give me a job soon, please, somebody. <laughs> yeah, there we are. <laughs> that was Shan Reese williams um, All it's made me do is realise that I really want to be a soap actress. Hey, I think that's... Yeah, it's not too late. I think what... It isn't too no, late. Um, <laughs> what I think you have to resign yourself to, though, is... That the days of soaps having like 18, 19 million viewers have probably gone. Yeah. Even though this is an absolute pipe dream, I'm trying to limit your expectations at this level. Wow. I always thought I could get in on Neighbours with some kind of Welsh connection. Because they, they had a, an Irish character when I used to watch it back in the day. And I always used to think, do you know what? That's my in. That is my in. There's, there's a very big Welsh community out in, in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. There that is. Hook, you know, that's my hook. Oh, and what what would be the plot that's taken you there? It'd be something to do with Toadie. I'd need to be in a scene with Toadie. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Even I know who he is. There you go. I chose him because I knew you'd know. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the ones who's like broken out into the into the mainstream. He's yeah. very much he's very much the Kermit of neighbours. <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Do you know what? I, I, I didn't mention it at the time. I've got um when I was in New York. In 2014, there was a big exhibition to mark, I can't remember how many years of Sesame Street it would be, 40 years, 50 years? But there was a big exhibition in one of the museums to mark the anniversary of Sesame Street. And it was brilliant. Because Sesame Street is good. It's just I don't understand how you can like Sesame Street and not like the Muppets. That's... <laughs> that's like going. I mean, the Beatles are good, but I'm really into the quarry men. Anyway... <laughs> The um, I was trying to find the this museum, uh, where this was, and I ended up going. I ended up walking past some sort of bar, and there being a, possibly a bounce or something outside. But I definitely said to him, "Can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Street?" <laughs> Without realizing that's what I was about to say. That's great. It was good though. It well, was fascinating. You. Was it? It was really, yeah. It was really great. It was really, really mm. good. We should push on, shouldn't we? And we should. look at um, some of the correspondence we've got because there's been loads of um, people have been suggesting items that I had completely forgotten about, and then you see and go, oh yeah, yeah, these were everywhere. Yes. So one of them was a phone card. So back in the nineties. BT brought out a phone card and you could call people using this card. So you wouldn't put the card in anywhere. You would, there was a code that you could use that would link that call back to your bill. And for us, it would have been our parents' bill. (laughs) So then you'd ring, you'd put the code in and ring and then you could make the phone call, but then it would be charged back to your parents' bill. And then, like the crystal, and then you take the crystal, <laughs> leave the room, and Richard O'Brien would shake your hand. <laughs> I, I don't... You made that sound like the most complicated thing in the world. I did, didn't I? I think it's because I was exp- I was explaining it, thinking about someone who has no idea what it is and, and also doesn't even know what a payphone is. And that makes it complicated. If, surely if you've got this far, you know what a payphone is. <laughs> surely, I mean... If, Otherwise, a lot of what we've talked about previously on this podcast. <laughs> if, if you've got this one and don't know what a payphone is, goodness knows what you thought Mark Watson was talking about with the Commodore 64. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, I do remember the uh, the payphone. I remember adverts for the payphone cards. And mm. I remember thinking that um, it seemed faintly aspirational. Yeah. And I remember saying to my parents, should I get one of these? And my mum's attitude was very much, no, just take 10 <laughs> pence where you go. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a whole, the whole thing is, um, 
yeah. you know, money is the alternative. Um, but I suppose the idea was is that you couldn't accidentally drink away your um, <laughs> your phone credit. That's that's what really what those adverts were trying to say. I think um, because it was for you're right. It was for people who were out and about on their own who needs to call their parents. Yeah, and who yeah, I I think the phone. I think what they should have done is advertised the phone cards immediately after the adverts for Carling Black Label and then just <laughs> let everyone join the dots. Join the dots, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you watched yeah. any of those adverts for Carling Black Label recently? No, not recently. Brilliant. I mean, I will happily sit and watch a YouTube compilation of <laughs> Carling Black Label adverts from the 80s and 90s, but I they really to. stand up. Maybe that's oh, what yeah, everyone. That's what we should all do. While while this pod goes on holiday for a bit, maybe we should all just sit at home watching old, old adverts of lager. <laughs> it is what I'll be doing. Yeah. Um, and then we also need to talk about the magnets. People have been reminding us of. Is it um, Steve got in touch about magnets, which were given away in an attempt to encourage kids to recycle their cans yes so i've i've referenced these magnets all my life <laughs> i've always said something like oh yeah like the blue like the blue pizza magnets and people have always just looked at me like what the heck are you talking about so i asked on twitter <laughs> does anyone remember <laughs> these bloody magnets and because and i i messaged my mum as well at the same time and asked her if she could check because she had one of these magnets on her fridge at home until a couple of years ago. And then she threw it out. <laughs> and oh, now what? I needed it for reference. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it was on it was on her fridge for years and years and years. And I just remember I can't remember where we got it from, but I, I I'm pretty convinced that it had the Blue Peter logo on the front. And in my head, I thought it was all about us saving the planet and that we should recycle aluminium cans. Like, recycling aluminium cans seems like we spent most of our childhoods doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we really did. It, we we yeah. were recycling metal like we still needed to build Spitfires. I don't know why they got so into it into that so when we were kids we thought that we were saving the planet and that we were recycling these cans for good and i think we were but not in the way that we thought at the time so my understanding now is that it was for the one of the blue peter appeals and that aluminium cans can you can you can sell aluminium cans for more money <laughs> so they wanted all your aluminium cans for their fundraising which what, I'm, so I'm very confused about. So they could pay Anthea Turner more money. What's the? <laughs> <laughs> I I did tag every single uh, Blue Peter presenter from the nineties in my message, and not a one responded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, they're, so in the, they're in the pocket of big aluminium. <laughs> so suspicious, just like silent. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so, but someone else then responded to this thread on Twitter um, about how she remembers getting one of these, um, these magnets from the Fast Forward magazine that was big in the 90s. Um, yeah, Fast Forward it's, um, was like for young teenagers. It's Steph. Thank you very much, Steph, for sending the photo of Fast Forward magazine. I'm looking at it right now with Trevor and Simon on the front and the ghost <laughs> from Ghostbusters 2. Um, and then there's a space where the magnet's meant to be and it's it's not there Um, I don't know what happens when magnets go missing presumably they just all travel north but they'll uh... (laughs) thank you very much for for that I I remember there being a lot of can crushing in school but I also remember we went on a school trip to the place where the cans went um, (laughs) in Swansea somewhere in Hamlet, and we sort of watched them all getting crushed and getting recycled and all that and um (laughs) What do we need to say? Oh, that's the end of the series. Oh, it yeah. is the end of the series. Oh, it's been an absolute blast. I've, I've loved every second of it. And I love the the feeling I've got now that we're kind of curating a bit of a gang. <laughs> a bit of a zenial gang. I like it. We'll all be wearing like back to front baseball caps. And one of us probably... Uh, Mark Watson will be carrying a boombox on his shoulder. Uh, 
Oh, you will believe that we are a gang when I read an article in the New Statesman saying that we might shift the next election. <laughs> I think that for me, I think that for me is when we've we've crossed a line. I think if if we end up, or if if I'm filling in a survey and it sort of says Zenial, tick or cross, then I'll be like, great, we've done it. Um, but I, th- I think that's what I'm. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm expecting the. I, I want the Zenial vote to sure. cause absolute mayhem. <laughs> I love how you want to overthrow the government. I just wanted a boombox. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just wanted Mark Watson and a boombox. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, if this is the first episode you've heard, then there's uh, another seven to listen to. And if you listen to them all so far, thank you very much. There will be more to come. We've got plans for little bits and bobs over Christmas, and then we'll do more in the new year. Is the, yeah. So don't get rid uh, of your subscription. Just keep subscribing, and yeah, we'll we'll have some freebies for you over the next uh, month or so. Keep subscribing, like one of those magazines from the nineties, <laughs> where slowly over time you get to build. I don't know. A dome. A dome. <laughs> right. Ewan's telling us we've got to go before I explain about the fact that I never got to finish one of those models in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch in the meantime, drop us an email to thezenialdome at hotmail.com. And uh, we will see you soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>